Actually, we'll be interviewing as a team. We're here to fuck shit up. Bring me out. Can you introduce me as Jake Stewart? And I'm Matt. And this is the Nuclear Fridge. <laughs> it's completely insane. You guys are idiots. Do you have nuclear weapons? In the fridge. Is that nuclear waste? This whole fridge is a joke. <laughs> you are a regular nuclear meltdown. You and I are not so different. Stupid fridge guys. Well, do we just own? Go to school, boys. Hello, and welcome to another fantastic episode of The Nuclear Fridge. As always, I'm your host, Matt Paget, and today I'm joined by two of my best friends in the whole wide world, Jacob Decker. Hello. And Stuart Gears. Zap. Hello. How are you boys doing today? Um, 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 it's, yeah, that's, that's it. Hell yeah, brother. And Stuart? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, I've been doing all, amen, I've brother. Been doing all right, boys. It's been a weird week. Uh, you started your new job, right? I started a new job. I'm a working man again. Uh, how's that going? It's, it's going, man. It's the first week. So, you, you know, you don't do much. Um, okay. but doing a lot of note taking, kind of checking things out, getting a feel for what I'm going to be doing. Um, I saw Creed 3 recently, which was a lot of fucking fun. Ooh, I enjoyed it as well. Not, I mean, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, but I mean, I, I missed alone though. Yeah, there, there was uh, a rocky shaped hole in that movie that was hard to ignore. Um, especially when like, there, like when he starts training, you kind of expect him to be like, all right, got to call rock. And then for Rocky to show up and he just never does. Um, but I guess they're, yeah. they're, they're taking a step away. They're, they're trying to do their own thing, you know, still, it was still, still definitely entertaining. Michael B. Jordan's great. And Jonathan Majors is a beast. Yeah. Jonathan Majors was great. That's probably my, another problem I have is that there not enough of Jonathan Majors. He was so good. And, uh, I would have loved to have seen, uh, seen him. Uh, clubber laying it up a bit more. <laughs> yeah. Well, we did get though. I mean, I, I was sitting there. I'm like, man, I cannot wait to see Michael P. Jordan beat the shit out of you. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> my brother and I were like, Jonathan Majors is not in the same weight class as Michael B. Jordan or. Oh, uh, absolutely not. Especially yeah, not that first guy he fought that that like the heavyweight champion of the world. That guy was not a heavyweight. He was so small. <laughs> oh, my God. I, it was so funny because when that like opens with him, when he's like first in the film, he's like wearing like layers of pun layers of clothing. Um, and even through like like a hoodie, a sweatshirt and everything. It's like, he, like he, the man is shredded and like, you're like, like he's, he would kill you with one punch. <laughs> like, yeah. It, it was, it was a good movie though. I enjoyed it. Um, I agree. Not, yeah, it was, it was definitely entertaining. Not as good as the other two though, in my opinion. No, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I, I do think that, uh, I think Jonathan majors, well, I don't know. I th- Drago was good too. I don't know, I, it, but it was definitely. Inter- I mean, if you enjoy the first two, it's still definitely worth a watch. Yeah, absolutely. I I felt. You know what? I don't want to talk. I don't want to spoil stuff for Jake because he hasn't seen it yet, and I think Jake should see it. Jake likes himself uh, some buff guys shirtless fighting each other. Oh, I just thought you were going to say fucking. Well, they don't do that in this movie. I, li- I like both. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. There's. Um, if you if you want that then you know might be a little more disappointing i don't i don't want to get jake's hopes up i want to set his expectations at a realistic level they just fight in this movie jake Mm. yeah only fight okay yeah maybe maybe in the next one maybe (laughs) we'll report back (laughs) on creed 4 uh yeah so there, uh, there, 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 that, that, there, that movie there is a good movie. Um, all right. And that's this week's episode of the nuclear fridge. All right. Thank you for listening. Cool. Um, oh, I did want to ask, 
because I feel like I've been in a bit of a fever dream. Is Resident Evil 4 out already? No, it comes out. Well, it's out, yeah, as of this recording, it's out, but it doesn't come out until Friday. Friday. Or, or sorry, oh, as of this release, God. not as, not as okay. of this recording. Because um, I was like, did I miss it? Because I wanted to just jump into it when I had a chance. But then I was like, oh, my God, I might have already. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Okay. Good to know. I don't know a whole lot about like Resident Evil 4 remake, but I do know that it's probably not one you want to get spoiled. Did they so. change a lot of it story wise? Uh, I don't know. Um, well, I know oh, they changed wow. some of it, okay, but I, I don't know. I don't know exactly what was changed and how it was changed. But from what I've heard, it's some uh, interesting, Pretty smart good. changes. So, uh, I, I mean, I guess it's like, you know, do you care about Resident Evil story? That's the other part. Yeah, well, of course, but of course. I mean, I, I don't I don't care about like the broader Resident Evil story all that much, but I like the the story from game to game, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The broader no, Resident enjoy... Evil story is fucking duty. Yeah, it's it's nonsense. <laughs> and and I'm like a huge fan of the series. The I I really think fucking five and six really fucking ruined that series yeah. story. Still, yeah. never I I never got around to six. I, I neither did I. I got it and played like part of Leon's campaign, I think, and was like, yeah, I'm I'm good. Um, but no, I, I don't know anything about four. Just the way people have talked about it who've played it have been like, don't wanna spoil it. Don't don't I, I don't want people to have to see this or know about this or anything. So I'm like, okay, well Damn. I guess this all right. there's some shit in there. So I'll probably do something similar and just burn through it so uh doesn't get spoiled for me. Yeah, man, I've got a long weekend and I'm pretty much only going to be playing Resident Evil 4 because, man, I'm really excited for that shit. I found out they yeah, cut something. Feel, yeah, I, I need to. They cut something. Well, they they were gonna. Like, it's a remake. They were gonna do some things that were different. They added stuff, so they probably weren't gonna keep everything. Uh, as long as it's something that, you know, isn't pertinent. I doubt they did. I'll tell I mean, you. I'll it, tell you what they cut, cut afterwards. Okay. All right. No. Now I'm curious. I was a pretty. I was disappointed. I was really excited when they announced that they were doing a remake. I was like, God, I wonder what that thing's gonna look like. Um, Leon's. Oh, penis. is it a boss or something? Leon's penis. Ah, oh. uh, they took it out. Yeah. Uh, but it is a boss. Damn. Yeah, it is a boss. But I'll talk to you about that after. Aww. All right. I'm uh, curious which one now, boys. Um, yes. Before we started this, Stuart apologized for not being prepared for this episode for the this week's screenwriting uh, pitch fest. Um, you didn't have to say that on the podcast. Well, I I say accurate. it because I'm not exactly ready <laughs> either. Um, I apologize to the to everyone. It's okay. You don't have to I'm apologize. We, I'm going. We all have to, busy though. lives. We're on a set schedule, which is difficult, but. We always come into each episode with open hearts and open arms for each other. And we always come out with something cool. So that's why I have faith in, in you to help us out. Was that to me or the listener? No, I'm just talking to you. I, why would I talk to oh, the listeners? Oh, thank you. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Fuck it, the listeners. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're not here. They're not opening their hearts. No, I'm just kidding. I love you guys. Uh, but... Yeah, I feel like Jake is the most prepared based on how he acted before the podcast. Oh, I'm not prepared at all. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think we need to have like come up with these, I don't know, notes, grand ideas about who this character is. I just figured we could further the conversation a little, uh, even if it's only, like I said, a little. Uh, it's progress, you know? I like and the I sound say, of that. Let the conversation begin. Let the conversation begin. Uh, oh so, God, we should, dude. Do you think if we reached out, we could get Garth Brooks? No. Why? Because he's like the biggest recording artist of all time. I, Absolutely yeah. not. It'd be kind of funny if we. Hey, we could. got Robert Pattinson though. Uh, we well, did. We did get Robert did. Pattinson. That was a good yeah. episode. Yeah. Uh, Great um, episode. But uh, last week we had uh, kind of a pitch fest where we figured out like, oh, we're, are we really going to just drop potentially going for Garth Brooks? No. Yeah. What, what? 
That's fucking nonsense. We're, this is a business I podcast. I think that would be so fun. Yeah, we could just, never. It's not even. We could be the little podcast that could. Absolutely not. There's no way we're. Wouldn't. I mean, isn't it the fact? I mean, like, does anyone here listen to Garth Brooks? All right, moving on. Uh, Perfect. Perfect. That makes us the best for it. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm, I listened to Garth Brooks as a kid. I, I, I've heard, you know, I know of Garth Brooks's music, and there's some songs in there that are great drinking songs. I'm not all, really but... sure why we're talking about because <laughs> I just think that that would be a funny thing. Uh, all right, well, you guys have Jake, J- Jake, and you, you know, just put something out into the social ether of like, hey, there's this r- little podcast that wants to interview Garth Brooks and just for whatever and we can you know ask the questions that people don't ask him like Matt deleted his social media what do you media? watch Garth Brooks you can't Brooks? do that well it's back up oh, for right. a limited time oh oh what oh, uh, I had to message somebody it's perfect Matt but I'm also okay, deleting well, it like by the time this episode's out it's gonna be gone do you like send someone Before a message have that. a conversation and delete it and then bring it back up and then <laughs> have a conversation delete it get in an argument lose the argument delete my twitter yeah <laughs> could you just send one message out to garth bro no he doesn't and first why because this is a fucking silly fucking thing to bring up i don't know i feel it fits uh fits what we're gonna have him in our movie oh, wouldn't that be great he could be the demon no. all right i messaged him Stuart. thank you jake all right Anyway, anyway, before I don't know why we're getting so hostile about Garth Brooks. I just want to be funny. <laughs> I don't know why you brought it up and kept bringing it up. Anyway, I mean, how random would it be? It'd be amazing. Like, about as Garth random as podcast? you bringing it up during this podcast. Exactly. Are you telling me if we were just talking one day, just naturally on the podcast, and we're like, oh, and by the way, uh, here's Garth Brooks, and like, it would make it be out of nowhere. It It'd would be, be fantastic. it would be wild, but I, it's never Thank gonna happen. You. See? Okay. Well, I'm just still, you know, just think about it. I don't, I don't think it's even worth thinking about. Don't anyway, think, don't think about it. Um, last week. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's your. It's okay. Thank you for your apology. Uh. Last week, we talked about uh, our Sleep Paralysis Demon movie where um, we decided, like, basically the premise of the movie. Um, We didn't really nail down, like, the story beats, um, but we said we would come up with our character this week. And I want to hand it over to Jake because he's the, the, the big kahuna with this shit. With this sleep paralysis stuff. Hold on. We should recap. Where did we end though last week? So what, 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 cause we had a couple different, um, so we, we decided ideas that we were yeah. throwing around, but we decided on like this person has a sleep paralysis demon that's <laughs> trapped inside of them or something like that. Okay. <laughs> then, so our protagonist suffers from sleep paralysis. Every, every, However many nights, whatever. Not every night, but for every a normal no, a normal (laughs) non-specific amount of times it happens to him. Um, and (sighs) he lives in this building. Uh, basically because we want to do it in a a single location type movie. He lives in this building that is secretly a like lab observation for this guy. Um, so that he slowly discovers, oh, there are people watching me. There's someone on the other side of my mirror watching me as I poop or whatever. Um, and we were, did we say that? No, like this is, yeah, this is exactly what we said. Okay. I'm just checking. And throughout the movie, he slowly finds out more about like, oh, Hey, there are people like, what's going on here? Why am I here? And the reason, and we came up with the reason he's in this house. Or in this like situation. Um, and the reason he's in this situation is because um he is being monitored um because his sleep paralysis is actually a demon trying to entice him to let him enter their world through him. Um and sleep paralysis demon, the real life um, you know, people experiencing that shit is what inspired this movie and 
um, during his sleep paralysis, people are coming in to either perform something on him to get him to like be more less susceptible to the demon. And he's, that's what kind of triggers his whole, like what's going on here. There's, there's some fucking weird shit. Um, that was a, a roundabout way of saying what I meant to say, but you guys get it. Um, I've done a lot of research on sleep paralysis since last episode. Um, specifically in terms of like people's experiences, what it's like, what happens, how people get out of it. Uh, and I, I had, there are some like really interesting, uh, writings and anecdotes, um, about it. And, uh, there, I actually think it would be kind of cool to include the guy who, uh, like, he didn't invent it. <laughs> he didn't invent sleep paralysis, but he, I guess he discovered it, um, in more in the way that, um, he, um, he, he just like, it, it's been a thing that's been, been around for like, for, for as long as, you know, recordings have been around. Um, but a guy named, uh, Sack Wilson, it's, it's not Sack. It's like S A K Wilson. Um, he was the first one to like use it and call it like sleep paralysis. Um, so I, I, I just had like a bunch of, um, you know, like, um, bunch of ideas of like things we could put into this movie. Um, different scenarios with in the actual sleep paralysis moments in the movie. Um, but it was pretty interesting. I mean, there, there's like a ton of art and there are like statues of like demons standing on people's chests. Uh, yeah, I've seen it's really, those. it's, I love that. It's unsettling. Shit. It's cool. It's unsettling. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I, I did a lot of research like that. Um, uh, his name is Sam Matt just Samuel. Googled pictures and he's like, I did a lot of research. Hell yeah. Uh, his name's Samuel Alexander Kinnear Wilson. Uh, and he, he was a British neurologist and he, um, he was like the first person to, um, like use the term sleep paralysis. And there's also a guy named Samuel Johnson that I, I I'm going to have to do a little more research into that. Cause he's the one who like, um, he's the one who put it in his like dictionary, but I, I'm pretty sure like it was first used by, um, this, this S a K Wilson guy, um, which could be an interesting person to put into our movie, um, as like, maybe not a character, but you know, a, a figure at some point, um, you know, like kind of like Tarantino esque revisionist history. Um, Maybe he, maybe he was the one, maybe he, you knew him. No, that's stupid. Maybe, <laughs> maybe he founded this lab or whatever. Uh, and you see, he, maybe, anyway, I'm getting carried away. Um, so I've, yeah, I've done a lot of research on, on like that. I, I, I've listened to like people talk about their experiences. There was this one woman who like, was lying in bed and she was on her side and she was like paralyzed, but like a demon crawled into her bed and like whispered into her ear and like kissed her neck. I'm like, Holy shit. That's <laughs> <laughs> was the demon that's hot. Up. Uh, who, uh, I, I hope so, man. Cause if it wasn't, that's really embarrassing. Um, yeah, it, it, it was super creepy hearing some of the stuff people experienced. Um, all the way up to like, um, like a lot of sleep paralysis, demon stuff. A lot of people being like, it was like a Dementor from Harry Potter. Um, and then also like people saying, oh yeah, I like there was a, there were times when it was really scary, and then there were times where I would like have experienced sleep paralysis, and then I would see like penguins waddling through my room and shit. So. <laughs> It's it's a pretty wild. Uh, oh, maybe we should switch it from a demonic entity to penguins. Uh, sure, it's got a point. Yeah, I demonic do think, penguins. Who's ever seen like penguins be like these like 
evil entities in some way. I do huh? think that would be cool to kind of like play with though, you know, like have not necessarily always scary things, but just weird things happen. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like imagine like you see a shot of, of, of the protagonist laying in bed and it's kind of facing the door and the door is a little ajar. Maybe there's a little light coming through and all of a sudden like the door whips open and like, and like a bunch of snow flows through and then all of a sudden these penguins waddle through. Like that's just a really cool visual. Obviously you probably couldn't afford to do something like that, but I think just like, I mean, that, definitely that idea, good idea. Is, is, is cool. Um, yeah. So, so and, I, and then I, the other sorry. thing I was going to say is that like, some of the stuff you described feels like slower paced horror, which also seems kind of cool. I feel like, you know, maybe like you could almost use that scene of the character in bed and like there's just something, there's a figure you can't really see, but you can see a figure for sure. And it just kind of slowly moves up to the bed and slowly crawls into the bed and like just that kind of stuff, you know, not really trying to be shocking or or yeah. affronting, but just all of a sudden, not even all of a sudden, but just like it, it, it just kind of happens very slowly and, and kind of like it's unsettling because, you know, you know, the protagonist can't do anything, but he's aware of what's happening. Could be could be yeah. tense. Yeah. And, and another thing like um, I think like a. Like. I think in our movie, he would be like awake and seeing and actually seeing these things or like on like a, a, you know, like a different plane of sleep or whatever. Um, it sounds like there, when people experience sleep paralysis, they are actually asleep and dreaming. Um, I'm not hundred percent sure just cause I'm not a doctor and I didn't, I didn't do that much research to where I'm an expert on sleep paralysis, but it, well, it, I, it, I think they're asleep, but they are like, they're like somewhere in between. They're like conscious because their eyes are open. Usually, I thought maybe not. Maybe it is. I'm, is a I'm dream, not but, sure. But I, I thought their eyes were still open. We should probably sneak into someone's house that we know has sleep paralysis and see what happens. Yeah, maybe a good <laughs> idea. Um, but yeah, no, I I just thought it was super interesting, and I think that um, you catching the uh, the penguin shit, like yeah, there's a lot of opportunity for like stuff we can do. Um, yeah. I just I I just like um have not um i've done a lot of like research of like what we could do and like maybe like the bounds of what our um like our our like sleep paralysis scenarios can reach to um so that like it it's i mean obviously we're we're going for a pretty fantastical um idea in terms of like sleep paralysis isn't a thing it's actually just demons coming out trying you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um but it it gives us like nice bounds to play within which i which i was happy uh with when i you know looked it up and whatnot um but i didn't do anything with the character uh i and i i was curious what you think the character should be um because I I have been um, I've been creating a character for a different script, and um, not in place of what you know, not in place of this what we're doing, but more in just like um, creating him as if I was making a character study, and like kind of going through like what what was his childhood like, um, and I don't know if if that's what you've done or if if anyone has done anything like that. Um, but, uh, anyway, I'm just, I'm just jabbering on. Um, no, I mean, I haven't, I haven't really thought that much into it. I've mostly been trying to think of like people I know or I've read about or, or heard about that would kind of make for a more interesting character because I think whenever I would think about this idea, my gut reaction was to just write a character very, very similar to myself, which obviously isn't a bad thing because a lot of people write themselves in the stories, not in like a way where it's like, I, I want to be in this, but it's more just like, I know me better than I know other people. So it's easier for me to write me. Um, but I don't necessarily want to do that because I don't think I'm a very interesting person. <laughs> um, 
So yeah, I don't know. I feel like a lot of my brain power for this character has been like spent like trying to think of like an archetype, maybe not even an archetype, but like a person that I know or someone that uh, I've met before or read about that that I think could fit this role. Uh, the one thing that kind of jumps out to me, but this is like super... This isn't very focused and this is more like conceptual than like actual actual characters. But like I was reading about um, I was reading about uh, how how Amsterdam came to be, how the city came to be. And uh, it, it was it was even during like the Middle Ages and, and medieval times, it was a very liberal city by those standards. I mean, like they would practice a bunch of different sects of Christianity, although it was kind of frowned upon. A lot of the punishment was kind of it was pretty weak. So a lot of people were able to get away with it, but it kind of came to a head. Uh, and the, 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 the Roman Catholic church was like, no, we can't do this. I think it was this under Spanish control at the time or something. Uh, and like, they basically sent this like brutal Catholic general to go in and just massacre anything and everyone like through not not in not in Amsterdam because Amsterdam was still owned by the Catholics anyway what I'm trying to get to is like there are these two characters that stand out there's this general named Alba who's like very strict and following the rules and he and he he'll do anything for like the greater good of his faith is kind of like the character that he does and then his opponent the guy who kind of rounds up um the Dutch and tries to fight back is called I think uh, Willem Prince of the Orange or Prince Willem of Orange or something like that. And like both of these characters represent two sides. Like one's like the old strict, um, um, like very, very Catholic way. And then the other is like this more liberal, like freeing. And I kind of, it kind of made me think of the story and that like, okay, there's this guy who's trapped in this apartment, but doesn't know it. And then as he slowly kind of starts to figure out what's happening, and he kind of like wants to fight for that freedom. And I imagined another character who'd kind of be in control of him. That would kind of be similar to this other historical figure. But that's not really like a specific character. That's just like, hey, these are uh, this is a concept that could work as a sort of uh, 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 differentiating or, or like a like a, a foil for for the character and the, the antagonist. But. Right. No, I like yeah. that a lot. I like the, uh, I like the visual, uh, symbolism of that a lot. Um, the, I looked up that guy lived Prince William of orange or William Prince of orange. He lived, he was 38 years old when he died. Yeah. And Alba died at like 60 something. I think, Holy um, shit, dude. I don't know his full name. It's like Alvarez It's something Alvarez. Um, but he was like a general at the time who was who was bloodthirsty. But I don't know. I kind of like the idea of like, I, I, see, I don't even know if we'd want to get into like, oh, there's this evil guy who runs this facility or whatever, because that seems kind of cheesy. But I kind of yeah. like the idea of like this man who is like super strict about about like what the protagonist can do, like what the protagonist can see, how he perceives the world, because he kind of feels like this weight on his, the weight of the world on his shoulders, because he's like, Hey, if, if this guy figures it out, the jig is up and this creature, whatever it might be, could get out. So I have to take this super seriously. Yeah. Um, and, and it kind of like made me think of like that historical general Alba or whoever it was. Cause, cause like uh, that guy did a bunch of really shitty things, but he did it because he was a devout Catholic and was like, if we let these, uh, heathens, the, the, these heretics get out of control, then it'll be the end of civilization as is. And, and like, I don't know, I, I it, like I said, it's pretty conceptual. I, I, it's not really like character details, but maybe just like a jumping off point. No, I like it. Um, the, um, I, I think, I think it's a great, I mean, I, I, I just like it. That's all I want to say. I, I don't, I don't want to make it any more com or, you know, rattle on about, you know what I mean? I, I fucking, I, I babble a lot. So, uh, and you know what I'm going to say right now, it's fucking hard being creative on a podcast. 
<laughs> it, it makes me feel very vulnerable and it feels like someone's going to take a picture of me and then I'm going to be naked in the picture and they're going to show everyone. And everyone's going to laugh. Um, it feels, you know what? It feels like one of those dreams where you're naked at high school, but you're like, when you wake up, you're 30 and it's like, why, why am I still having dreams about being naked in high school? Um, but no, I like that a lot. I like, I like the visual, uh, I mean, I like the symbolism of it and I think it's like a good, like, I, I think even if we, I, I, I agree with you that like having like uh, an evil dude trying to stop it, um, is a bit like cheesy. Um, but I don't think that doesn't mean we can't have that. I just think it would be better off not to show that. Yeah, I think it would be creepier as sort of like a unknown force, I guess. Not an unknown force, but like just a it doesn't need to be explained. Something that or something or something that's just like revealed later. Yeah. Yeah, like the uh I mean, I I don't even think we need to reveal it. Um cuz I think like just the like uh i'm thinking like scp or or even um oh what is there uh oh fbc from control where it's this obviously you figure out a lot more about that organization cuz you're while you're playing control i mean um but like to someone not going into the building and like fighting interdimensional beings like <laughs> It's a lot more like mysterious and you get this hint of something very sinister or uh, mysterious, but you, you just never, I, I like that mystery to maybe not ever really finding out who was looking at him or who was watching him, but knowing that they were, you know, they had a goal and their goal was to stop this demon from entering the world through this guy. Yeah. Um, and I like I like that. I think it's cool. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like more specific specifics on a character that would be. I don't know, like it, like an interesting personality trait or maybe like a career or. Uh, I, yeah, I don't well, know. I was I was thinking when you were saying like. um you you always think of it as someone as like yourself in this person's shoes and and i know like i don't i don't think that's super interesting if any of us did that like i don't i don't think we have cinematic lives but i think like there's something to be said about maybe using an event in your life that you feel was like pivotal or like particularly like distressing and maybe you elevating that or not elevating, but like blowing that up into something bigger um, to define a character. Like, I know that I've thought about a lot um, about like, if I, I made some bad choices in high school in terms of the crowd I hung out with, um, one of my friends ended up dying from an overdose. And I always wonder what would have happened if I continued down that path and didn't like hard correct and go back to school and finish and whatnot um and it, it it's it might not be something that we're comfortable doing or or I don't want to speak for either of you but like I always think like oh man what if I what if I I I didn't go back to school and didn't get to where I am now where would I be now um, and I don't know if that can help us decide the path of where this character's from or where he's been. Um, yeah. like my only caveat I'd say with this is, is the one thing I don't want for this character is, is, is to be Canadian. I think that's the one thing I don't want. <laughs> You're with me, right, Stuart? Yeah, it brings up a lot of problems. Yeah. Uh, first, they look and sound funny. So <laughs> I was waiting for you to be like, "Yeah," and uh, "fuck you." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, I. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's good for the character's sake. I don't know. I, I do think sometimes, especially with like considering what he's going through, I think it needs to be something where because, like, I mean, the big thing. I mean, do we? 
do we still want to lean into it's been something that he's just like been going through his whole life but doesn't know it until you know really later when he's noticing these things because it's like you know you don't want to make him like a douchebag yeah well i mean i i think like what we talked about last week was that it was something that like he he always had this connection to this demon or whatever is coming through the other side um right and i was thinking like well what if something happened where he have he like what, what like basically um kind of like a, a really horrible event happens and then he is on the radar and then they go oh wait a second this kid um or or something like that like i i i don't necessarily want the story to be like this is what happened and he's he's damien from the omen um <laughs> right but like right. no that makes sense what what got him into the situation that he's in now is basically what I'm thinking as yeah. like something that could form his greater character. Um, and, um, some of the things that I was thinking of were like, um, maybe there was a time when, um, th- this might be hard, like, cause I, I don't even know what this looks like, but I think it would be good visual. um, uh, imagery for like some of his maybe maybe some of his um, sleep paralysis moments um, would have when he was a kid he had sleep paralysis and the demon did come in part of the way and actually influenced him to like burn his house down and maybe his parents died in a fire and then he was an orphan or died in that fire I should say um, and what if no, that's not why he got put into this building, but then we can go into, oh, maybe the orphanage or the, the, um, the, like, I, I don't know what they're called, the adoption agencies or whatever, but like maybe through that path, he was actually put into something where that's when they could start watching him and then slowly transfer him into this facility where he lives and you know does his thing i'm just spitballing that's not something that i'm in love with or anything like that but yeah i mean i don't think it's a bad idea i I think that's kind of what i was thinking maybe not like i think you could take some steps out of there like maybe it doesn't need to be that extreme as he burns down the house and kills his parents maybe it's just like yeah one night like some shit goes down his parents like are like all right we got to get our son looked at and like I don't know, word comes around and this other, you know, doctor or whatever who's studying sleep paralysis notices this kid and is like, you need to bring him here now. Uh, and like the parents kind of send him off there and like he's been there for a while. But I don't know. I, I, I feel like maybe, you know what? Maybe it needs to be something that develops a little later in life, like not as a kid, because I think like the second you try to like come up with like a fake life for a kid where the parents hand them off. Seems a little strange. I don't know. It's just seems like a lot to think about. So, I mean, I, what, so this is actually a different kind of visual imagery. Um, so, I mean, when I said that earlier, I was saying like, what if like during some of his like, um, sleep paralysis moments, he, he is in a burning room. Oh, that's kind of cool though. I like that. Like with smoke coming under the door and lights flickering and, or uh, like flame flickering outside. And then then the demon coming up and saying, Hmm, soon, soon. (laughs) Like in a a proper, maybe, maybe unintelligible, creepy voice, but I don't know. (laughs) And then, and then he jerks him off. And then he jerks him off and they both fall asleep. Yeah. And he's like, Oh shit, I got to get out of here. And he wakes up early to get out the door. Um, (laughs) He's going to come. The another thing I was thinking with what you just said was maybe he's experiencing sleep paralysis and then his parents take him to see a doctor and that doctor's like, hey, listen, um, I'm actually an expert in this, blah, blah. And then that's kind of how he gets put into the system that eventually gets him into this building. Not necessarily the parents give him up right away, but that yeah. puts them on that, that basically makes him a blip on their radar. Um, and, uh, 
if we didn't want to go the fire route, which I feel is like the um like dark, like almost 70s horror origin of a character, it reminds me a lot of like um um like I don't know, Amityville, Amityville horror, specifically like having to do with a house. Don't they light the house on fire at the end of Amityville horror? Stuart, I'm talking to you. <laughs> I'm trying. I know. I'm no, I'm trying to remember. And don't they leave I don't the remember dog the behind? Old... I don't remember the original that much. All right. I could tell you in the Ryan Reynolds one that they did. <laughs> 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 um, I don't I, like the original. I don't I barely remember that movie. Stuart, I mean, me what, neither. Stuart, what do you think, though? Like what? I don't know. Like w- what sort of background do you think would be more interesting or make more sense? Um, I mean, I, I take what you guys have been throwing. Um, so before you you answer, um, Oh, okay. As opposed to the fire imagery, we could do hospital imagery. Um, as like the fire, like, cause I'm, I'm basically like, Oh, the fire was a traumatic event, but like hospitals, especially for little kids being in hospitals. Like what if he wakes up and he's paralyzed and he's not in his room anymore? He's in a hospital. Yeah. That's that's, what he's seeing. I kind of like that more because that's a little more uh, like you don't see that as much. I, I mean, I guess you do kind of see that, but like the the house fire seems a little, uh, little too, much. Yeah, it seems like a little like it seems like feels like that's been done before. Although I do like the idea of like during his bouts of sleep paralysis, he like sees smoke coming through the door and you know flames. It, yeah, something we can put in our back pocket for sure. Yeah, um, but I also think like the jarring. Like, oh, fuck, we are not in his apartment anymore. That That is, like, a jarring, like, where the fuck are yeah. we? Um, anyway, sorry, Stuart. What are, you, what are you thinking? No, you're good. Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of with, no, I'm with you guys on it. I like what you guys have been saying so far. Um, I'm easy. You know me. <laughs> I'm digging it. <laughs> All right. There's not too much really that I would like throw in there. I mean, I think I'm, most of what you guys have been saying, I, I, you know, I think is a good route. Yep. Earth, Earth Girls and Stuart are easy. That's what we always say. <laughs> um, so then hey, I guess thanks, like man. since we don't really have. Since we're still kind of like struggling with the character. Wh- where would the movie start? So we kind of have the idea of like this character's background vaguely, you know, not, nothing really like set in stone, but like where, where do you picture this movie starting or how do you picture it starting i guess um we should start it with mike myers doing like a storybook intro like shrek oh and it'll, yeah. it'll play this it'll play bo- about uh, this young boy garth brooks's <laughs> music yeah yeah i think that would set a real good tone for the film and everyone will be we really could, excited you know what we could do like a a like melancholic version of friends in low places of God, friends, places. Oh, like a, if we could get yeah, like Scott a trailer Stapp for version. It. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was thinking like, because I, I was trying to think of like, I really like James Wan's style of like. I don't think his intros are always awesome. Well, I, no, I don't yeah, think we could no. go as big, but like, I think of like. The Insidious opening, um, which I recently coming to 4K. Uh, is Insidious coming to 4K? Fuck yeah! Oh baby. wow, that's awesome. Um, like oh my god, dude. I, the other so this I'll tell this story and then I'll, I'll mention what happened the other night to me. But like in Insidious, it's like I'm trying to remember how that starts exactly. But it basically it's like this small little moment that starts the film and it ends with. Um, you seeing the silhouette of this fucking creepy woman that's like watching mm-hmm. a kid. And then it goes <laughs> with the violins. <laughs> and uh, it's like so fucking jarring. And I don't think we should go that big, but maybe something that's like him coming home. We hear like maybe his therapist or someone who he knows talking to him over voicemail. Um, so like that's talking over the 
the scene or whatever. And then maybe like within like that first couple minutes scene, just to like set the tone, he basically sits on the edge of his bed. He's afraid he inside. He's afraid to go to sleep um, because he, he knows that ah, maybe tonight I'll be, I'll, I'll experience sleep paralysis. Um, and then maybe like the camera either pulls out to reveal more of the room. And there's actually like a fucking demon standing there or just like, not, not like a demon. It's not like he's in the opening scene and like the opening, but like as a, like a stinger, like as just a, not Mm, I guess stinger before you show the title. Yeah. But not as bombastic as, as fucking, I, I just mean as something like to set the tone and to get people interested, maybe not even show a demon, but just show, do something that basically if people, if, if you don't notice it, you might not notice the, the figure. I don't want it to be like, we're showing you the demon first thing. I just want to like, here's a hint of like what you're going to come, what's going to come. And I'm kind of doing a piss poor job of describing, I think, but like, just give I mean, them a hint I think there should be something you could that. Oh, sorry. I think it's just like, give, give them a hint that like, like maybe there's, you kind of see a figure through the door or something like that. Like there's a movie that does something similar. Not, not how I'm describing it, but throughout the movie, they'll like move from one room to another. And, uh, I didn't notice it during the movie, but now that I know it's there, I'm never not going to notice it is basically it's insidious has a good amount of those scenes. Yeah. It's, it's basically like this person moves from this room to that room. And as they turn off the light, Oh, there's actually a person in that room. Um, and like, it's, it's basically, Oh, it's a ghost. Um, I guess kind of like the hidden ghosts in haunting of Hill house. God, yeah. so dumb though. Yeah. They, they were, I mean, those were really dumb. I thought some of them were well some done. Some of them were fine. It just, it, I, it, it wasn't so much the hidden ghost thing. It was like the reaction to it where everyone's like making their articles, like top 14 ghosts you missed while watching haunting of Hill house. And I was like, Oh my yeah. God, <laughs> I wouldn't want to do that. Uh, or, or be able to like have articles written like that, but like just like something to set the tone, this guy has, this guy is, maybe if it's, a, if it's his therapist talking to him over the phone, be like, hey, remember the exercises, this, this, and this, and remember, if you, if it happens tonight, I mean, I, I, we have to make it make sense, because why would a therapist be calling him and giving him therapy over the phone? But you know what I mean, like, remember your exercises, remember, if it happens tonight, it's not forever. Uh, blah, 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 kind of build up, slowly build up till him going to bed, sits on his bed. He's like, all right, it's time for bed. This is going to, this might suck. Um, and then maybe right before it, it goes to black and then we move into like the full movie, you maybe see something, maybe you don't, um, just to kind of give them a, like, um, I mean, I, I, I don't want to say this cause it's, it makes it sound dirty, but like, kind of like a, a little SNO, sorry, SEO, like stinger to get people like into the movie and get people to like set a tone. It's not even SEO, but do you guys know what I mean? Is like something just to like hook people search engine optimization. Yeah. Search engine optimization. <laughs> I actually need it. What, what is SEO? I've never, what is that? It's, it's a bad, it's a bad example um, of what I was trying to I say. I still want to know now. But search engine optimization is just, it's like how people write online articles. It's like when you go find a recipe online and it, there's like a four page story about this person's life before you get to the recipe. That's SEO because the more text in something Google oh, says, Oh, I that must be super yeah, yeah. helpful. Um, I, but what I'm what I'm trying to say, because SEO is a bad example of what I was trying to say, I just think th- there should be like a good hook at the beginning before to like kind of set the tone and set the mood and give people a hint of what's coming. See, 
I, <laughs> I'm going to push back a lot. <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, I, I mean, I, I pictured this starting differently. I think for a movie like this, I think it would be a lot of fun to play with expectations. And I, I don't, I don't think we should kind of like tease what's to come necessarily, at least in any super overt ways. Um, honestly, the way I pictured this movie would start was like, it opens on just a surveillance camera that's in a hallway. And in the reflection of the surveillance camera, we see someone walk up carrying grocery bags. Um, and then it cuts to our protagonist. He's got his arms full. He's carrying groceries, walking in. And, uh, as as he is going into his apartment, his neighbor walks out and says hi to his neighbor. And like they have a brief exchange and then goes into his apartment, puts his groceries away. And then maybe he can hit play like you're saying he can hit play on the message machine and he gets some info from his um, therapist or whatever talking about like, hey, if it happens tonight, don't worry about it. But still be vague. You know, it wouldn't be like anything about sleep paralysis. It would just be very much like. If it happens, uh, uh, just remember what we what we've gone over. Um, try to think of this, whatever it might be. We can do research, kind of figure out like you know what steps people might take, um, and and like kind of boring. Maybe not kind of boring. Like I don't know. Maybe we could fit like some sort of like hint as to what to come. But I kind of like the idea of like opening with this neighbor and kind of using this neighbor throughout it. Like every time he's in the hallway, this neighbor shows up for some reason. And like, this kind of adds to his sort of like paranoia. He's like, okay, why is this guy always here? And, and then there's kind of like this back and forth, like, obviously this guy has been planted there to keep an eye on him or something, or like to kind of check on him, see him in person, get like some communication in. Um, but kind of use this person as like a, as like something he can cling on to as like a, something's not right because I see this person every day and it's the same conversation. Um, and then, you know, the opening with the camera would be like, oh yeah, because he's being watched. That might be too obvious too. I, I, I don't know though. I, I don't want like, for me personally, I, I think we'd have to be very careful with doing like a horror type stinger at the beginning because I think this is a cool premise and I think it might be, the less we tell the audience, the better until it gets, you know, later in the movie. And right. We, like save those reveals. That's actually um, a really good point. That's, um, that's kind of how I feel. I mean, like I, I don't, I, when I was saying my idea of how it started, it sounded kind of boring <laughs> to be perfectly honest though. So I'm like, Oh, maybe not. Um, no, you know what? But I do think coming home, pressing like the thing and hearing the therapist talk about like exercise or whatever, but not saying what it is like, I think could be kind of cool. And then even that first night he goes to bed. I think it's a, it's a relatively simple night. Like nothing happens. Maybe we like, I don't know, cut to something of visual significance, but it doesn't make sense until the second half of the film or whatever. But like it, it was pretty much fine, you know, just to kind of like keep people guessing on like, uh, what's he talking about? He just slept fine. Like what, why would, why would this, this therapist tell him not to worry, not to stress? Like, here's the things you need to do if like, he just slept all right. And the other thing too, I think like, if this guy is like, kind of like being treated more or less, whether he knows it or not for sleep paralysis, I'd imagine he wouldn't be super stressed about going to sleep. And, and I think like him maybe not being stressed might make it a little more interesting too. Cause I, I just picture like this scene of this guy sitting at the edge of his bed with like the shades drawn and he's like rocking back and forth, like terrified to go to bed. And that just <laughs> seems, that just seems like too much to me. I, I'm maybe that what you're describing much. isn't quite that level, but that those are the kind of thing that, that jumps out to me. But I think like my main point is that like, I, I, I think the less we show or the, the less we, say the better. And I think if we can just like keep subverting expectations, you know, like kind of early on, like with, even if it's little things like this therapist saying like, just in case it happens again, like here's all the steps to take, here's what you have to do. And then nothing happens. And then it's like, as an, as an audience member, I'm like, well, then what's he talking about? Like yeah. what's going on? I want to know why, why would he say that if he just had like a perfectly perfect night of sleep? I guess the, Inversely, like 
maybe that's dumb. I don't know. Like maybe it's dumb if this guy warns him about something and then nothing happens. But I imagine that would be super quick. It would be like a couple minutes in, like literally like minute one walks into the apartment, puts his stuff away. We listen to it like minute two, him getting ready for bed. Minute three, like quick cut on like, it's clear that that night had passed and then we're back onto the next day. And I don't know what happened that next day. Maybe an introduction to like his fake life, you know, like I, I know we're trying to keep it one location, but maybe he goes to an office or whatever, like jokes with a coworker or something, and then comes back home and sees that same guy there and they just keep catching each other. And it's something that like, you don't really think about until the character starts to think about it. And you're like, Oh yeah. Why is that guy always there? Well, I think that would be, I mean, I, I like this a lot. Um, I think, um, I think this is like a really, I, I think it's a really strong opener. I don't think it's slow or boring. Um, I think it sets the tone. I think like, yeah, I, when I, when I say he's like worried about going to sleep, not stressed, like a, a mental patient, like you said, but like, um, yeah, maybe something more subtle. I think that's what you yeah. meant. I think I just jumped to I, I think, uh, absurdity. Not absurdity, but I just jumped to the extreme. Yeah, and, and I think, like, it's not necessarily something that, like, will be super visible uh, to a lot of people. I think it's just more that, like, um, like, when you have anxiety, you are worried about doing something. Yeah. But you're not really showing it in unless someone is, like, keen to knowing who you are. Um, yeah. And I think See, I think that's a really good idea. And honestly, that would be more interesting though. Sorry to cut in, but I but I think like I, I that's probably what you're getting at. I just didn't fully understand, but I think like maybe showing some of those anxiety ticks, like I don't know what they'd necessarily be for this character, but like I don't know, maybe like he tries to go to bed, but like the 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 glass on his the the water glass next to his bed like isn't centered or something like that and he has to he has to straighten it and like that's something that's that like I would see and like and I would think like okay this guy is is nervous about something now that now that uh, the the guy is called and then he's trying to go to bed and these little things are bugging him like that 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 makes a lot of sense to me like I could see that and I think that's more interesting for for a character than what I kind of came up with not not yeah. I mean what where my head jumped when we had talked about him being nervous about going to bed yeah I mean. If yeah, if, if he if he has OCD, um, like I, I think it would be that opening scene where he goes. I I think I think that's awesome. I love the idea of a security camera reflection, not the source of the footage, but the actual reflection. You see the person, um, walk by or whatever, and then it's like, oh, there's a neighbor. Maybe the neighbor. Well, I mean, you could do a lot with that neighbor where it's like. Or, or like, no, I don't mean a lot, but you could do a lot of like, oh yeah, hey, we we always leave, we're bumping into each other at the same time, haha. <laughs> All right, see you later. Mm-hmm. Um, and then over the course of him listening to his therapist's voicemail, you know, he's doing his rituals, which is you know something I'm super familiar with having OCD. Um, and it's not it's not super intense, it's not super um, distressing or anything. It's a ritual. Um, he does not feel awesome about doing them. Um, but then when it comes to the end of that opening, you know, he just goes to sleep. He's, it's not like this sitting on the edge Mm -hmm. of the bed. This might suck. It's just casual. All right. He's ready to go to bed. Um, or something like that. I, we, we can nail it down. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's great. Um, But I think like that kind of gives us a little bit of insight into the character. I know we didn't like come up with this character perfectly, but I think, you know, we have some like not intricacies, but like some not even quirks, but just like some some habits of the character, like some some it's more than we started with, you know? Absolutely. Uh, Dude, so there's this thing that I do um, uh, where my my front door has a lock. And you lock it, but then the 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 actual like turning locking mechanism um, has some slack to it, so it can move. It can like rattle basically oh, if you okay. shake it. Um, but it's still locked if it's turned to like if it looks like it's in the middle, it's still locked. And if I go to bed and that thing is in the middle, 
even though I know it's locked, I have to make sure it's to the left because mm-hmm. it's it's just like man, I need to I need to make sure that's locked. I don't want anyone coming in and touching me while I sleep. Um, so that you, you can you can do a lot of small little paranoia things like that, and that then leading into oh, actually doesn't matter because they, they've got they're looking at you through your your bathroom mirror or whatever. Not yeah. that there'll be a scene where they're looking at him through his bathroom mirror. But you know what I mean? Like that, that OCD paranoia can lead into like, Oh, not that it was like founded paranoia, but they are just watching you all the time. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I like that a lot. And I think that's, that's an awesome stepping stone. I think personally, um, uh so 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 do what what do you guys feel about the um feel about like the the origin the i mean i i think we like the hospital like early or it's not necessarily a hospital but some kind of medical facility of like maybe sleep tests because sleep tests are fucking traumatic even for someone my age because they fucking suck because people are what and that's another <coughs> great like visual of like people watching you because they literally fucking watch you all night i think it's the creepiest fucking thing yeah. in the world lucy lucy just did one yeah i know and, and i was i mean i didn't <laughs> she was at, in the middle of it and i was i was about to text her i was like isn't it crazy they're watching you all night that's <laughs> like actually, i shouldn't text that to someone <laughs> <laughs> Um, I did one once when I was younger. It sucks, dude. It, and, and like all it's the really, wires. It, it, it's an odd feeling. I mean, at least with me, like the people there were obviously very nice and are trying yeah. to make you as comfortable as possible. But it's just like, you know that they're like monitoring you. Yeah. yeah. So it's like kind of weird. Um, I also, one thing that I would love for you guys to watch is the father. Um, it is like the most like Oscar looking movie I've ever seen in my life from the outset. Cause it's the posters literally smiling old Anthony Hopkins next to smiling Olivia Coleman, like two Oscar winners smiling on the front poster and they're in a house. And it's like this really like feel good poster. But the movie is about a father who is like, they're losing their father to dementia and it's a really fucking good movie. It's all set in a house. Um, and there are moments of like snapping to different places, but it's, it's always in the house. Um, and I think that would be, I, I actually want to watch it again because of what we're writing just to have ideas of how to do a story all in one place in terms of like visually, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause the whale also had me thinking of that yeah i haven't seen the whale yet but from what i've heard it was like not a very good way of doing one location but also oh i thought they i thought they did a good job it, it oh, was, I, it was, I, I it gotta was an see okay it. job yeah like i think i i don't think it's 100 percent successful in uh every scene like i i think there are some like just there there's they're just characters i find annoying in that movie but everything with like but using but using is like like his place i thought they did well yeah like when he mm. moves through his house and the space he occupies it's really good um but yeah no i i think i think we're we're on to something here yeah how All do right. you guys feel i feel good i, I agree I, I think that, yeah, I think, that's I think a good we, we got to keep brainstorming come more with this character. I, I think like, I don't really know what the next step is necessarily. I think it's just continue to have these conversations and figure out like what needs work, where to go next. Like, even if it is just like, I think it's pretty helpful, at least for me to just be like, okay, like here, here are our characters or here's our character. Here's what's happening. Like, let's let's just come up with a scene for this. You know, like, how does the movie start? You know, how what, what would would the next scene be? You know, what would the next day look like? Uh, like, how 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 are we gonna first show the demon? You know, like, I think just having those conversations would be super helpful. I totally agree. And uh, you know, what would be hilarious though. What if, like <laughs> as we're like slowly working our way through this script, and one of our listeners uh writes it and produces it, and we see it 
commercial for it, and we're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> if James Wan listens like, to the like, podcast, yeah, beat James- for beat. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. All of a sudden, that Darren Aronofsky's familiar. next film is is called Sleep. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that Sleep motherfucker. And he, that's when he wins all of his Oscars. Yeah, he's that, finally that. done it. It's like, all right, well. Genius. Oh, man. Uh, well, I'm, I'm super stoked about everything we've done here. And uh, I can't wait until next time. Um, if you want to reach out to us, thenuclearfridge at gmail.com or join us on our Discord. Got a bunch of cool stuff. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, is there anything you guys want to say before we end? Yeah, two things. I, if we finish this script... If we manage to finish this script, like have a, a completed script, we should definitely share it with the Discord, but that's it. You know? Yes. And then the other thing, I want to give a shout out to our boy Jay Krieger and all of his podcasts, uh, Safe Room and yeah. Daily Horror, Horror Habit. He had me on to talk about Last of Us on Safe Room um, with uh, his his uh, buddy Neil Bolt. Um, we talked a bunch about the Last of Us series and overall thoughts on it, including the finale. Um, he also said I had to give him shout outs uh, every episode from now on for uh, messing with his schedule so much as we were trying to record because I couldn't find time to record. So, <laughs> Hey, man, uh, I'm oh, always yeah. good giving I'm, Jay I'm, a shout out. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm, uh, it's every episode from now on. Awesome. We should get, we, we should get him on soon to like see what he thinks of some of these ideas and see if he's got any directions for this horror horror movie because i'm pretty sure i don't know if he listens to it every week but i know he listens enough to know that like we are undertaking this hell yeah yeah no i i totally agree man i'd love to have him on i haven't talked to him in a while and uh, uh yeah he doesn't want to talk to you anymore he told me so yeah no i i stopped watching horror movies and started watching john yeah. cassavetti's movies so he's no, like see, nope the thing is is he talks to stuart for the three hours too pretentious uh, and that's all that's all the time he's got to talk to nuclear fridge people. So that's totally fair. <laughs> we love you, Jay. Thank you for everything that you do for us. Uh, this this was Absolutely. the nuclear fridge sponsored by Daily Horror Habit um, and safe room and the safe room. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the nuclear fridge. We are always happy to have you. We will see you all next week. But until Wait, then, did you already we hope the pl- you have a fantastic weekend with a cold one from the nuclear fridge. Why do you have to talk over me? I just asked the question. I don't know. <laughs>